to see everybody out this morning. I was uh, talking with Pastor Oniet in Cuba this week, and I told him what a blessing it was to get back to our normal activities at church. I've really been missing it and needing it. You know, as we turn on the news lately, we see a lot of startling images. We see cities being burned and looted. We see soldiers being deployed to urban areas because our law enforcement's under attack. We see urban areas that were once packed with people now deserted for fear of disease. And the thing that makes this startling is these are not images coming from some war-torn country far off. They're coming from the United States. But I think what we're really seeing is a nation in rebellion. But in rebellion to who? Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. But that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, Malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. This passage rings more true today it seems, than any other time in my life. Simply put, the world hates God and is in rebellion against all of his teachings. I've never seen a time when God was so hated. As with all rebellions, there comes a time, and I think that time is here, when we have to pick a side. 
Jesus said in John chapter 15, 18 through 20, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. The world will hate us because it hated Jesus. It will hate us because we've been set free and are no longer bound to it by the chains of sin. The question we have to ask is which world are we trying to connect with? Are we trying to hold on to this world that no longer makes any sense to us? Or are we seeking relationship with God and trying to draw closer to his kingdom? Are we chasing money, entertainment, and popularity? Do we measure our success by the size of our bank account, how much stuff we have, or what we got to do, or social media presence? Are we trading the blessings of God and our calling for likes, dollars, and ticket stubs, all the while ignoring the calling to shine a light in the darkness? As we look over the battlefield, we must remember that the rebels that we see are not the enemy, but the victims. They are, as we once were, bound by the chains of sin, bereft of truth, and deceived by the enemy. It was for such that the blood of Jesus was shed. If we fight the enemy, not with his weapons, with hate and wrath, but with the Holy Spirit and with God's grace through prayer, witnessing and being an example, our job is not to hate these people, but to love them enough to give them the truth, to try to free them from their bondage as we were once freed from ours. Every heart won for Christ is a victory for us. As Hawk Nelson sang in Call It Grace, some may call it foolish and impossible, but for every heart it rescues, it's a miracle. It's nothing less than scandalous, this love that took our place. Just call it what it is. Call it grace. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come out to your house and worship. Lord, we thank you for the calling that you have given us, Lord. We ask that you just hold us to the line, help us to remember and not get bogged down by the things that are going on in this world. Help us to stay true. Help us to stay the course, Lord, that's never changed. Our job is to bring souls to you. We ask that you just keep us in our hearts and minds at all times. Give us opportunities to share you with a lost and dying world. Please be with all the services today. May your will be done in everything that we do here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.